Welcome to the Raise the Roof from the Walls podcast. Andy and Joe here with you again. Hey, guys. And uh, this week, uh, we're looking at a, another parable. Uh, so we're on the parable of the rich fool that we'll find in Luke chapter 12. Uh, so let me read these verses real quick, set our stage for us. Verse 13 of Luke 12, uh, someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. He just replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And then he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. So, right on the the doorstep of Christmas, we're going to talk about being greedy and wanting too much stuff. I think it's kind of appropriate myself. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. You know, I, I thought it. The first thing is the context in which Jesus shares this parable. And I think that sometimes we don't look at the context of the parables enough. We just kind of, bam, focus on the parable and figure out what it says. But the context of this is I, Jesus is teaching. And and some guy in the crowd, I think he was part of my church, um, <laughs> asked Jesus to, to tell his brother to divide the inheritance with him. I mean, he's whining to Jesus. My brother's not sharing like he should. Now, the rule in Jewish culture, Jewish law, was that the oldest son got the bulk of the inheritance. So if there's one son, he gets everything, obviously. That's the way we planned it. Um, And then if there's two, then the oldest gets three-fourths. The younger one gets about a fourth. If there's three, then the oldest one gets a half, and the other two split the other half. So I don't know how many brothers there are here. Can We can imagine there's one. But this guy is whining that his brother isn't giving him what he thinks he deserves. To me, this parable is really about not only greed, which he says. And I like that word greed because the ESV used covetousness, and I cannot pronounce that word to save my life. That's the hardest word in all the Bible. It's worse than the names of the Old Testament. <clears throat> but it's not just about greed. It is about greed. But it's also about an entitlement attitude that I have the right to this. you know. And then I love Jesus. He goes, hey, dude, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? In other words, you deal with it. I'm not here to deal with that petty stuff, you know? Uh, and then he advises us to take care to guard against coveting or greed. And then he tells us why, because one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. It is amazing to me in the American culture how much we glorify wealthy people people who are in the entertainment or professional athletics area of life are politicians. I mean, it's almost like these, these are the nobility of the American culture. And we, you know, I have nothing against Taylor Swift, but my gosh, I am really tired (laughs) of hearing about this girl. I am. I mean, she's not a girl, girl. She's 37 years old. She's on NFL football games. 
She's, I mean, everything, it seems the American the culture, person of the year. I know. For what? Okay, she's a good entertainer. She's a good singer. She's a good songwriter. But my gosh, so was so was Bob Dylan. Well, he wasn't a good singer. Let me rephrase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, she, I, right now, I think if you looked at the popularity of the Beatles in the 60s, in the early 70s, they would pale in comparison with Taylor Swift right now. And, and, and you know, we put people up on that pedestal and we almost make them godlike. And these are the people that we have to look up to. And a lot of it revolves around material wealth, material possessions. And Jesus is saying here that all your success, all your material things, all your wealth, all your positions in this world, that's not what your life's about. I mean, when you cut it down, life is about your relationship with the one who created you and the relationships with the people around you. So I think he's really saying, yeah, greed, watch out for that. But watch out for this entitlement attitude that because you are who you are, you deserve this. Well, yeah, and I think just generally it's this idea of, you know, what are you building your life on? Like yeah. if it's possessions, if it's you know, this entitlement, whatever it is, if it's not Jesus, if it's not the kingdom of God, it's not going to last. Yeah, like all of this can be taken from you. Could die tomorrow. Um, like we 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 throw that out flippantly at people. Well, you could die tomorrow, and what would happen? But Jesus literally tells a story where the guy God comes. You're not waking up tomorrow. Um, all yeah. the stuff you did, all the things that you think are important about you that you built your life upon, they're going away. They're going to be nothing. Um, yeah, like you've done all this stuff and you think that that makes you something and it's going to yeah. be gone in an instant and some yeah. stranger, some servants can inherit the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, but if our life is built on the kingdom of God, that doesn't go away. Right. No matter what happens, I right. could die tomorrow and it just gets better for me. Like yes. there's no going yeah. away here. Um, yeah. And that's, that's huge. Cause even, you know, Popular culture certainly does this and has these idols and builds these things. Christian subculture does the same stuff. We just yes, pick different does. idols. Yes, like, you're right. Um, no, we're not hanging all our hopes on Taylor Swift for the most part over here in, in this, our little weird corner. But we have our own people we do that with. Oh, yes. Um, and our oh, own yeah. standards and things like that that we measure. And, oh, this is what's important. And this is what we're supposed to be doing. And Yeah. yeah. I don't see that. I see Jesus is important. I see the kingdom of God's important and everything else can fade to the back. Um, yeah. If it comes out of that relationship, if it comes out of me seeking first the kingdom of God, then great. That's awesome. Um, but those things can't be the foundation of my life, even really good things. I mean, we're about celebrating right. Christmas and I love Christmas. I'm so glad my my grandson, my son, your grandson, not my grandson. I don't have one. No, of those. You don't have one um, of those yet. It'll be a while. It'll be it'll be a long <laughs> while. Um, my grandson, your grandson, Grammy's grandson in the story. Okay, this is Grammy's <laughs> grandson. Oh, he's oh he did something good. Um, That's why you're saying. Yeah, exactly. No, he's got all these. They have all these special days this week. Today's candy cane day at school. You can wear red and white or Santa hat. So you know he's wearing a Santa hat to school. Um, that. Doesn't sound like a big deal to most people. But they have a weird, they have dress code. He has to wear like school t-shirts every day. So like getting to wear something that doesn't say the school is a super special day for some kids. He doesn't care because uh, he's like, whatever, I'm just wearing a t-shirt. 
Um, but uh, I think it's tomorrow, one day this week, is wear a, a shirt with your favorite Christmas character on it. Right? We were joking because there's your favorite Christmas character. There's a Grinch day, which I'm like, you're just asking kids to wear the same shirt twice in the same week. And these <laughs> are middle schoolers, so they'll do it. And yeah, Ugly Sweater well. Day. He has a Grinch sweater. I'm like, you're going to wear the same shirt three times this week, dude. You're going to smell so bad. He's like, <laughs> the Grinch isn't my favorite Christmas character. And so his mom goes, well, who who's your favorite? He's like, Jesus. <laughs> right? That's Grammy's kid right there. Um, yeah, sorry. You and I would not think to wear the shirt, okay? That's not our main, that's not our first go-to, okay? it's It might be the right answer. But okay, so maybe he's he's his Grammy mother's son, <laughs> his mother and Grammy's son. Yeah, not, yeah, not ours. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, that's cool. That makes me feel good. Um, you know, but like, no, you're right. We 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 elevate other things to that level, and sometimes oh, yeah. we mess out. I'm like, no, it's just supposed to be Jesus. It's just supposed yes. to be the King of God, and yes. everything that comes out of that is is great and can be good. But we, I get so tired of Christmas sometimes of hearing people talk about how Christmas is all about family. Yes. 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 Christmas. Yeah. You should spend some time with family. That's a good thing. Um, but it's about Jesus above that. Sorry. No offense. Like actually go ahead and take offense. I don't really care if you take offense. Um, <laughs> it's not your birthday. It's his. Well, and, and I mean, let's face it. That's how, that's how, that's how we live. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, somebody asked me the other day, so are you going to have Christmas with your son? I said, I haven't had Christmas with my son in two decades. I mean, no, we don't think of those. We come closer on Christmas. Easter well, yeah, that we because really it's a like. longer period of time. Yeah, Easter. Yeah, like Easter. I, they were always, people were always asking me, are you going to be with your son on Easter? Well, since he is on church staff or he's a pastor and I'm a pastor, if we know we're not going to be, no. And, and we never thought of it in terms of Christmas is about the celebration of the coming of Christ, Easter, Resurrection Sunday, whatever you want to call it, is about the the death and the resurrection of Jesus. That's the yeah. focus because the kingdom, you know, Paul says it best, to live as Christ, to die as gain. And this guy, you know, this rich former, I mean, God blesses him. He, this land produces an abundance of crops. I don't think it was because he was such a good farmer. God just blessed him. So what does he do? You know, they come and tell him, we, you know, there's not enough storehouses for all this crop. What do we do? Oh, we'll tear down the old ones and let's build new ones and we'll put it all in there. So really what he does is he hoards it. Yeah. I and mean, let's be honest. And, and there was no thought about, oh, well, God's over here. I wonder if so-and-so over here has enough food or if this family has enough food or if widow so-and-so has enough food. No, he just keeps it for himself, hoards it. And then I, I, I have this picture. He goes into his house. His servants come up, they give him something to drink, they kick his shoes off, he props himself up in this recliner, and he says, Saul, you have ample goods laid up for many years, eat, relax, eat, drink, be merry. And there's a lot of people who I think in the world who kind of look at that and they go, well, yeah, what's wrong with that? And then Jesus, and and, and this word fool, we, we kind of throw around in our, our culture, but that is a very... That is a very intense word in the Jewish culture, because only two times do I know that God calls somebody a fool. One is in the book of Psalms, where he calls, you're a fool if you don't believe God. And then here, he says, you're a fool because you have overlooked this very important fact. 
your life's like that. I mean, what James describes our lives as a mist that is there in the morning and it's gone by the afternoon. Yeah. Now, you know, when I was 20, 30, even 40, 50, even 60, I was like, but there are three things that have brought my finite life to, to the forefront that, that I, I'm not going to live physically forever. One is when you turn 62 and they make you uh, 65 and they make you get on Medicare. <laughs> and then it's all of a sudden you think, oh my gosh, I'm so old. The other insurance people won't deal with me because they think I'm going to die. <laughs> okay. And then when I hit 70, that was, that was, that was really one of those things where I went, wow. Because that, that to me was the, the, the starting definition of old, 70, 60, eh, 70, yeah. But the third thing is traveling internationally gives you a whole new perspective at any moment. Something could happen to you on this trip, you know? And I remember going, telling you, okay, here's where the will is. And you're going, I don't want to hear it. You know? But I'm thinking, it really can. I mean, and you don't have to travel internationally and walk outside your house, you know. I mean, we both live in a fairly safe area of the state of New Mexico. I said fairly. Mine's safer than yours. Yes. <laughs> but when you guys lived in Albuquerque, that was even, and then it wasn't nearly as bad as it is now. But there there was always that thought. And, and you know, I remember used to go places and not worry about it. Now I'm kind of looking over my shoulder wondering, you know, so, yeah, life, it's, it's a lot shorter than we think it is. You know, I mean, when you say, oh, well, he's 70 years old. We got a guy in our church. I love him. He's my, he, he is my, kind of my hero. He's 94 years old. He's still active. He's church every Sunday. He works, helps work in our food distribution ministry. He goes to Bible studies. He's 94. He's sane and, and physically able to get around. And I'm thinking, Wow, but I realize that probably I'm going to see his death. And I bet you if you ask him 94 years, how long does that seem? He's going to say, seems like that. It just seems like a snap of the fingers because it's really that short. And this guy doesn't pick up on that. He's like, well, now I'm, I'm secure for the rest of my life. And God says, wrong, you're not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when we stop to think about how much time we really have with some stuff, it, it goes so fast. Um, and I think part of what Jesus is getting to us here is like, okay, this is quick. What are you doing with this time? How, yeah. how are you investing in the kingdom of God with this time that yes. you've been given? What are you doing? And, you know, there's, there's so much time that I look back, man, I wasted all this time. I wasted all that time. Like just doing nothing. Yep. Yep. A lot of times, um, where I, and and I've I've passed on that trait quite well because you you remember the first time I had to stay up late finishing a project that I had slacked off on. Oh, yeah. I was a senior in high school, right? I was a senior, uh, junior. I think you were a junior. No, I was McLaughlin. I I didn't have it until senior year. Okay, senior. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I remember that well. Uh, my daughter has already pulled it off. Um, she had to stay up to read a book the other day because she hadn't and did. She didn't want to read of mice and men. It was boring. She didn't. She didn't want to get into it. I'm like, it's good. It's super sad, but it's good. Just do it. Um, and, but this is how we live a lot. We like we procrastinate stuff. We push stuff off, and then we have to like rush through, and and we don't get to like enjoy those moments. Yeah. Yeah. 
We don't, we, we're so bad at how we spend our time. And that's part of what Jesus is telling us here too. Like, it's not just your resources. Like, how are you, th- this guy gets all this stuff. And yes, for one, he doesn't, he hoards it. He doesn't share with other people, He, which is not how we're called to live. Like, it's not just about you. But also, he's like, sweet, I have all this stuff. I'm just going to sit back and do nothing now. Just relax. Like, God's given you time on this earth. Like, it, not not that we should never stop and relax. We're given the Sabbath for a reason. Okay, this isn't the call to be a workaholic and work 90 hours a week no, or anything. No, Just no. go, go, go. That's, that's not what we're saying at all. God definitely tells us to rest, to slow down, to stop and smell the roses and spend time with him. But to just sit and and this is in it. Like... My, my my daughter, we joke, she's a sloth. Um, the neighbors give her sloth stuff all the time. It's a but when she's actually doing stuff, like she did this musical this last semester, no, there was no sloth. No, there wasn't. No, it's true. Um, she's a sloth when she can be. Um, and a little more than we want her to be sometimes, because when I want her to do stuff, she's not always so keen on jumping <laughs> out of bed to do those things. Um until the tone comes out and she's like, Oh man, now I have to do it. Um she she's very good at finding the point. All right, I'm going to push Dad to the edge of this, but yes. not over the edge. Yep, yep. Um, her little brother hasn't figured out how not to go over the edge. Um, right. He sends it right over all the time, <laughs> and then he has his own edge, and then that triggers my other edge, and then we go back and forth. It's, yeah. it's a very familiar story between you and I as well. Um, but like we're we're given possessions, we're given things, we're given you know God blessed this man, like you said. What did he do with it? It 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 very much factors in several other parables that got that Jesus tells like, Hey, here's the talents, you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do with them? The guy who goes and buries it was the bad one. This, this guy is essentially burying it, except yeah, he somehow found a way that, Ooh, look, I just tripled it. And now I'm just going to stick it over here and not do anything else with it and just right. sit back and wait. You know, yeah. he's yeah, been blessed with this thing that God's given him yeah. and he's not using it for anything. He's not doing anything with it. Um, and man, God has given so many people, talents and abilities and skills and things and they have stuff they could be using for the kingdom of god and they're not and and the really sad part is it the kingdom of god's going to continue to grow continue to do its thing it's not going to be affected because i decided not to use my gifts or throw you know use what i have to to help it right god's going to go on it's not going to miss me it's not it's not going to miss a beat doing its thing i'm going to miss out on getting to be part of what is happening and part of that stuff. Right. It's yeah. I'm the one who loses. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, um, I, I had to deal with, okay, I've been retired almost a year now. It doesn't seem like a year, but about this time last year, three or four people were pulling this thing on me where I had a retirement party, which I didn't know about, but anyway, um, but I've had to, really, <laughs> I had to really, look at my life and go, okay, I'm not doing what I've been doing for 40 something years. What do I do now, God? You know? And when people ask me, well, what do you do all week? Oh, I'm busy. I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this. It looks very different than what I had done for almost, well, over four decades. But it's at a pace that's good for me my age, my energy levels, but it's also impacting people. And and that's, I think, what we can never stop doing. Uh, I think you waste when you're so focused on me, 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 
instead of, like you said, the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is going to consist of us serving God, but it's going to be serving God through serving people and impacting people's lives, whether it's pastoring a church or teaching a Bible study or, you know, it could be anything, even behind the scenes, uh, if it contributes to that. I, I, It's interesting what Jesus says at the end of this parable in verse 21. He says, he calls him a fool because he says, this night your soul is going to be required, and then who's going to get all this stuff that you've produced? And then he says, so is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Uh, I think of a casting crown song when I read this, where they go, I don't need a legacy. I don't need to leave a legacy. I don't need to for people to remember who I am after I'm dead. But in the song, and, and I think this is what Jesus is saying here, the what we do in life needs to, to impact and grow the kingdom. That's where the importance is. Not what I've accomplished, not my titles, not my wealth, not my positions. But when, when, when I leave this earth, are there going to be people who have already left it and who are here who have been impacted to be part of the kingdom of God because of what God used me to do in my life? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's hugely important. Um, I mean, I joke, we used to joke when I was on church staff at one church that nobody's going to remember us. They might name a few things, like I'll get a bathroom named after me, you know, the buyer's, you know, bathroom. Um, but we're not going to get a movie made. We're not going to get a book written. They're not going to name streets or buildings after us. We're going to pass. There'll be a few people who will mourn. But if the kingdom of God is impacted because of what God did in our lives, then that's why we're here. There's a, an, um, It's the New Westminster Catechism. Uh, and it says that the, the 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 primary purpose of human beings is to know God and to make Him known. You know, and and I think about how this guy wasted what God blessed him with because I think sometimes we are so egotistical. We think, well, God blessed me with this because I'm so good and He wants me to have it. No, He blesses us with it so we can then share it to build the kingdom. I mean, every blessing we have, and, and there's a song. You know, every blessing you give me, I'm going to return back to you by using it to build your kingdom. But I think sometimes we as humans take on the pride of, of Satan and we go, oh yeah, well, I'm so good, God, you just had to give that to me because I deserve it. But no, it's out of grace that he wants us to pass it on. And this guy just didn't get that. He was so focused on him that God and anybody else really didn't matter. I, I'm, and I think about his employees, you know, these guys who are actually bringing in the harvest, Oh, guys, you've done such a good job. I'm going to give you a bonus this year. No, he puts it all in his storehouse and, and doesn't share it with anybody. Yeah. You know, I think it's funny. There's a uh, there's this little plaque and some little, I think it's just a thing we put flowers on or something in, the, in kind of the back foyer if you walk into to our church building or whatever. And it has this little name on it dedicated to somebody. And I literally asked someone, because I, I look at it and I don't know this name. Like it's before my time. Um, this church has been here for almost 90 years. There's plenty of before my time um, that it could come from. But, I mean, I have somebody that's been around. And I'm like, who? who is this? And they're like, I don't know. They don't know. Someone that's been here for, for 20, 30 years going to this church is like, oh, yeah, maybe I remember them. Like, you know, it, it, but here's this thing that, they, oh, I need to put my name on this thing who cares about all this stuff only jesus that's what i want to talk yeah. about you know paul 
says, I just, I just want to preach Christ and him crucified. I, we, we don't, y'all don't need to know about me. We don't need to talk about all this other stuff. This is all I want. This is all I want to know. This yeah. is the only thing I want you to think of when you think of me. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to know anything else. I don't want to build my life on anything else. I don't want to have anything else. Just Christ and him crucified. If, if you get this from me, this is all, this is all I need to give. This is all yeah. I want to pass on. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's what matters. Yeah. And there's so many things that we get up on and hung up on and think, oh, oh I need this and we need to build this up. No, yeah. all those things are going to fade. All those things aren't going to last. Yeah. Um, I'll be sure and we'll, we'll, we'll make some calls about naming that bathroom after you. We'll, we'll Thank you. Thank you. I, I, there's one church I really wanted to have a bathroom named after me, but we'll talk about that after because I don't want people to know that. <laughs> um, so I drew, I drew four lessons from this parable and what he shared with this guy. One, we've really talked about quite intensively. Life is not about material possessions. It isn't because they can go in, in a heartbeat. You know, when when we sold our house in one town, Demi, New Mexico, um, we 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 sold it for fifty thousand dollars less than what we bought it for. So we took a pretty pretty good hit on that one. And somebody asked me about it. Well, how do you deal with that? I don't know. Jesus lost fifty thousand dollars on it. I don't know about. It doesn't bother me. I don't know how he feels about it. But I mean, you know. Houses that we've owned, cars that we've owned, those were things that God gave us to use for a purpose, you know, not so that we could go, look how big our house is or cool our cars. So life's just not about material possession. Secondly, possessions cannot make us happy or give us security. I mean, some of the saddest people I know, some of the most worried and anxiety-filled people I know are people who have material wealth coming out their ears, but it's so important to them, they're afraid to lose it. Whereas other people are like, yeah, okay, so no big deal. Thirdly, God's blessings are given to us to share, not to hold. And and that's not, I'm just not talking about material. I'm talking about spiritual blessings too that we need to pass on. And then the fourth one is that real wealth is what we have through relationship with Jesus because he tells us, you know, you need to have wealth that, that moth and, and, and rust can't corrupt and that people can't steal. And anything materially I have, that is important to me and that I want to hang on to, I need to realize it, it can go in any moment, you know, burn up, get stolen, exploded, you know, uh, whatever, you know, I mean, I've, I've wrecked more than one car in my life. You only wrecked one proud of you. Um, but I mean, so I, you know, if that was my life and I've seen people whose cars were their life, Oh, that's my baby, you know, and I'm going, no, 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 no. A car is a car. It gets me from one place to another. It lets me go do what God wants me to do, but it's not something that I'm in love with, you know? So those that, that's what I took from this parable. Yeah, and I think it's telling in, in Luke, especially, what follows this parable. Yes. Right yes. after it yes. is the don't worry. You know, right. of course, that in Matthew, we get in the Sermon on the Mount, but yeah. here it's, it's connected to this parable. Right. You know, and I think you nailed it. They're like, People who have that, and, and honestly, sometimes people who don't have that material stuff are just as worried about. Because oh yeah, of, because they're they're seeking it. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Whether you have it or not, our hearts can get completely hung up on it, and we're worried about it. Whether it's right. getting it or keeping it, we right. can be completely. Uh, you know, 
we're not supposed to worry about that stuff. That's not what we're not supposed to be all tied up and not, you know, that this, this idea of anxious is being pulled in two different directions. You know, that that's, that's not what God wants for our life. It's not good for us physically, mentally. This is not a good way to live your life. And God's telling us all the time, Hey, here's the best ways to live. Um, I would know I made you. So I know how you work. Um, and worrying about all this stuff is not on the list. It's terrible for us. Um, what are we supposed to do instead of worrying about that? Trust God, seek first the kingdom. All these things will be out to you. We're going to get those. We're going to get what we need. And we're yeah. honestly, we're going to get more than we need because God's God's going to take care of us. He doesn't want us just to eat by. We're supposed to, he wants us to live this abundant life in him. Right. But the abundance is found in him, not in our stuff. Right. And yeah, sometimes there's an abundance of stuff because we're supposed to use it. We're supposed to do stuff with it. Um, it's not just... Oh, I have all this stuff. And 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 we need to realize even the moments of abundance where it came from. I didn't do this. Yeah. Like this guy, yeah. he's done it. And as yeah. you pointed out, he's not even out there doing the harvest. He's paying no. for that. No. Um, you know, we we think it's all us and all needs to be for us. And we have to hold on. No, that's not that's not who we're called to be. We're not called to put our trust in that stuff. Yeah. And we're called to put our trust in Jesus. Yeah. So that's that's where where the worry can come in, and and that's what gets rid of the worry because this is Jesus's, so we're good. It's yeah. His. Um, I don't have to be stressed about it. So, and you know, as we approach Christmas, I so, think, uh, I, I you know, I mean, the stuff that we buy each other. Uh, you know, your your mother and I have always set limits. Because one of us would overspend that limit, and it wouldn't be her. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but even what we buy you guys, you know, it's like we want to get you something that you want that will be meaningful, and and that you know, and it doesn't have to cost a hundred bucks. It, it didn't. Don't worry. Um, you know, and it's 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 the it's the ability to give that to to bring joy into people and meaning into the people's lives not oh look what look what i bought you and how big it is so you know i really pray that as people celebrate christmas next week it will be more focused on the gift that we celebrate at christmas which is jesus and not the gifts and not family and not all the things that our culture has tried to make it you know and as christians it doesn't bother me that the culture doesn't buy into the christ and Christmas. It doesn't. I don't expect them to. Okay. They didn't when he was born, you know? <laughs> um, so why should they now? But we who are disciples of Jesus need to focus our celebration more on Jesus than on all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I loved Christmas growing up and <laughs> I can maybe pull out a few of the gifts. I remember opening gifts. I, I remember the experience of opening gifts was just fun because of how yeah. we do things. It was, yeah. it was just enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, we'd go to the Christmas Eve service and, you know, sing Silent Night. Not to burn my fingers with the candle, because I was just playing <laughs> with it. Um, you know, we, we had our little traditional food stuff. We'd come home and eat, and then we'd do our gift thing, and, and it was great. But the focus was never on, ooh, look what I got. Yeah, you know? no. That's um, true. I, I remember the best Christmas gift you ever gave us. It was yeah. the the Dancing with Wolves video. 
And the reason it was so meaningful is the way you got it is you went to McDonald's and, and, and if you bought a Big Mac, you got this video as a gift by buying the Big Mac. And you hated Big Mac. Oh, you so hated gross. them. But yet so you got it, you ate it, so you could get this, this gift for us. And that was out of everything I think you've ever given us, other than the grandkids and Joni, by the way, um, <laughs> given us as a gift, that was the most meaningful because it was a such a sacrifice on your part. Oh. I mean, if it had been eating a, a pepperoni pizza and getting this, no, that would have been easy for you to do. You could have had 12 copies. <laughs> probably would have. But you hated Big Macs. And I remember, you don't know this, I oh. remember when you gave that to us. And after I went into the bedroom, I just wept because, wow, this was this was this was like the gift of Jesus because when Jesus came, it was a sacrifice on his part. Even the coming, we, we won't even get to the cross. We won't even get to all the stuff that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders said to him and tried to do to him. Just his coming, I mean, gives up everything—the glories and the majesty and and the power of being God and Creator—and he comes here and becomes one of us. And to me, you know. That that to me is is what I I we celebrate at Christmas the coming of 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 the God in the flesh who gave up literally being God and became one of us and so yeah that was a cool gift I still think about that I still watch well I used to watch it but I can't anymore because I don't have a PC yeah, it was on a VHS tape um, so yes yeah, it was it was a while ago it was a while ago it was a while ago it was it was long enough ago that it was hard to special order at mcdonald's still like the old school yes. like you just have 50 of these waiting yes um, and so yeah that nasty thing still had special sauce on it and uh <laughs> yes it pickles did. and yeah i didn't finish it which is when i don't finish food <laughs> even then, like burgers yeah yeah but yeah, I'll cool. pick up like strangers cheeseburgers off like walking out the restaurant. Hey, you didn't finish this. I'm not letting this go to waste. Um, no, just kidding. I'm not, I have eaten the strangers' fries at that same McDonald's once on accident, but was... <laughs> I just ate the buns. Yeah, he just ate. He just ate Bradley's buns. Yeah, I ate Bradley's buns. So. All right. Well, that's it for the rich fool. Uh, maybe we'll be back with you next week. We haven't figured that out yet. It's Christmas. No, we week, haven't. So we don't know about our. <laughs> we might not. We you might get a week off from us we'll see uh, we'll see but we'll be back with you at some point in the next couple of weeks bye guys bye.